The StoryCast is supported by you every time you click on our Amazon banner and shop. So head over to StoryCastPodcast.com and click or bookmark our Amazon ad. And we get a kickback on every order you make every time. Simple as that. Thanks. The heart, the spirit, and the mind. Those three ideas are the windows to who we are. We trust with our heart, we feel with our spirit, and we understand with our mind. In these three fundamental ways, we arrive at our values, sentiments, and knowledge. And as we go about our lives in one or more of these ways, we may be more easily persuaded or not. This time on the StoryCast, Ethos, Pathos, Logos. Aristotle taught of these three ideas as rhetorical appeals and artistic proofs, candid ways for a person to thematically and systematically prove an idea to an audience. Even today, lawyers and politicians, advertisers and artists, and public speakers and two-year-olds rely on these time-honored and natural modes of persuasion as strategies to win arguments, change perspectives, and encourage decisions, thus winning hearts, spirits, and minds. Here are the basics, then we'll dive in. Ethos, or the ethical appeal, means to convince an audience of credibility or character. It's actually the Greek word for character. The word ethic itself is derived from ethos. Ethos can be developed by choosing language that's appropriate for the audience and topic, by using the proper vocabulary, making yourself sound fair or unbiased, introducing your expertise, and by using correct grammar and syntax. Pathos is the emotional appeal, a means to persuade an audience by appealing to their emotions. We all use pathos to invoke sympathy from an audience, to make the audience feel what you want them to feel. A common use of pathos would be to draw pity. Another use of pathos would be to inspire anger, maybe even in order to prompt action. Pathos is the Greek word for both suffering and experience. The words empathy and pathetic are derived from pathos. Finally, pathos can be developed by using meaningful language, emotional tone, emotion evoking examples, stories of emotional events, and implied meaning. And last but not least, logos. It's an appeal to logic. It's a means to convince an audience by use of logic and reason. To use logos would be to cite facts and statistics, historical and literal analogies, and citing certain authorities on a subject. Logos is the Greek word for the word that by which the inward thought is expressed. Our word logic is derived from logos. Logos can be developed first and foremost by citing facts, by using advanced theoretical or abstract language, and using historical and literal analogies, and by constructing perfectly logical arguments. But that's enough for the psychology lesson. Let's put it to work with a real-world argument, an abstract idea that seems to maybe not really have an absolute answer. 
or does it? It all starts with a question that goes all the way back to the playground. I'll present three arguments, one each using the ethos, pathos, and logos strategies. And you see which one resonates most with you. Maybe you'll learn a little about the ways you can be persuaded. What is the best color? Ethos. It's really pretty simple from a color psychology standpoint. I'm happy to explain and show you how the vast majority of people have already made up their minds. The best color is an old standard, a mainstay. Consider the color wheel. They're the primary colors, yellow, red, and blue. Then the secondary colors that those primary colors create, purple, green, and orange. And then all the tertiary colors in between those six, such as red, purple, and yellow, green. Color psychology and color marketing abides by one set of rules that governs the colorscape. No matter what tint, shade, tone, or contrast, every color on the spectrum has an opposite. And those opposites are deemed perfectly complementary, geographically opposed on the color wheel so that the only color it lacks is the one opposed to it. And this opposition creates a visual tension. Take the six pure colors, for instance. Blue is the opposite of orange. Red is the opposite of green. And yellow, the opposite of purple. Opposites defy, yet they also attract. When the eye looks at a color, it wants to see the opposite. Therefore, when you see one color, its complementary color makes it stand out and become more memorable, and vice versa. While opposites can be jarring when used poorly, with proper design basics, complementary colors are the perfect pair of the palette, the coveted couple of the crayon box. So our search for the best color begins and ends there with the opposites. The truth in marketing practice starts with time-honored traditions that garner the most success in the marketplace. And that penultimate complementary duo, blue and orange. One must only look as far as the average blockbuster movie poster or a mesmerizing sunset to see that both advertisers and Mother Nature prefer the complementary tones of blue and orange to sell their message. That this is beautiful, amazing, and worth looking at. So we've whittled it down to two. In marketing, focus groups over the years have overwhelmingly found consistent connections among people's reactions to certain colors. Strikingly, the color blue stands out to be the most closely associated with trust, security, and reliability. Orange is most often paired with fun, but also with cheapness. Therefore, if you had to pick a color, the best color, would it be fun and cheap, or trustworthy, safe, and reliable? The color people are most clearly drawn to in the world of color psychology, in marketing and in advertising, the color of the sky above and the water below. The best color is blue. Pathos. Imagine for one moment that time is frozen and all you can see is the back of your eyelids. Something, something just happened. 
something that made time stand still for you and maybe everyone else around you. It was a moment of pure beauty. One of those amazing little experiences that you put into your time capsule and then you pull it back out again someday when your life flashes before your eyes, right before you pass away. That moment was pure joy, ecstasy, perfection, grace. It was life. Now picture that moment and peer through the nothing and the everything of the backs of your eyelids. What do you see? Or more particularly, what color do you see? Because even if you don't see a color, you still do. You experience something along with those feelings, an explosion of light into the void of that, that amazing moment. And you'll see a color. Because color's all around us. It paints the world we experience and highlights the moments that capture our senses, moods, and impressions. Artists since the beginning of time have used color to tell the story of not only who, when, and where, but how and why. And just like all the things in our amazing world, there are the good and the bad. Blue tones incite tranquility yet fear. Turquoise, protection yet guilt. Green, healing yet envy. Yellow, energy yet instability. Purple, ambition yet mystery. Pink, compassion yet weakness. Red, strength yet danger. Orange, courage yet ignorance. Brown, longevity yet dogmatism. Tan, dependability yet dullness. Gold, value yet egotism. Silver, grace yet indecision. Gray, security yet gloom. Black, elegance yet death and white purity yet isolation so in that complicated world of colors cascading all around us and a prism of life everything eventually descends to the bottom green dies off and turns brown the brightness of day gives way to the darkness of night the optimism of youth fades to the unease of age and we all we all eventually become dust and dirt and earth and invisible like the many many loved ones that have come before us we all eventually go away and become colorless invisible but in that moment that moment of amazing joy when you yearn to see the color in the void the color of that amazing moment you see the same color you did the moment you were born and the moment before you someday die that color of perfection innocence purity all that is good the color isolated and empty Yet at the same time, the consequence of all the colors of our world joining into one in the prism of life. That color that you see is the beauty of life. The best color is white. Logos. When you're looking for an answer to a question, you start at the beginning, at the source. 
you boil it all down to the facts and then dig in deeper. The hard facts of the colors are the primary ones, red, blue, and yellow. The best color must be one of that trio, the originals. Yellow is soft and weak. It's bright, warm, and upbeat, but that's about all. Blue is simply popular. People glam onto it in advertising, but only because it wins the popularity contest. But red, red is more than a color. According to a leading color psychologist project, colormatters.com, there is one color that seems to rise above the rest. Red is the color of extremes. It's the color of passion, love, seduction, violence, danger, anger, and adventure. Our prehistoric ancestors saw red as the color of fire and blood, energy, and primal life forces. And most of red's symbolism today arises from its powerful associations in the past. Red is also magical and a religious color. It symbolized superhuman heroism to the Greeks and is the color of the Christian crucifixion. Red was almost as rare and expensive as purple in the ancient days a fact that may explain its magic and powerful connection. Red is also the color of the earth. Even today, the most intense red dyes can only be created from certain crushed insects. Red's global similarities are also significant. Red is, besides blue, one of the top two favorite colors of all people in the world. Red is the most popular color used on flags all around the globe. Approximately 77% of all flags include the color red. And red districts around the world sell sex and pornography, the definitively lavicious vice of the human mind. Throughout the ages, the history of language reveals that red is the first color after black and white. All languages have words for black and white. If a third hue even exists, it's red. Red is the color of good luck in Asia and the most popular color in China. In Russia, the word red means beautiful. And for obvious reasons, Japanese children draw the sun as a big red circle. And given how we see red in the West, it's interesting to note that East Asian stock markets use red to denote a rise in stock prices as red is a positive. Red's also a favorable color for marriage. Brides in India, Nepal, and Japan wear red garments that symbolize happiness and good luck. All reds are not created equal, and unlike other colors, red tones attract both sexes, both in the human and animal kingdom. Aside from light and dark shades of red, there are two kinds of red. Yellow-based reds are tomato reds. Blue-based reds are berry reds. Males are more attracted to the tomato reds than females to the berry reds. Context really is everything when using red. For example, when red is placed on a black background, it glows with an otherworldly fire. On a white background, red appears somewhat dull. And in contrast with orange, red appears lifeless. And regardless of how it's used and design, a little bit of red goes a long way. Red captures attention. 
It's one of the most visible colors, which explains why it's used on fire engines and stop signs and stop lights to trigger alertness. Red focus is behind the retina, which forces the lens to grow more convex to pull it forward. Therefore, we perceive that red areas are moving forward towards us, which may explain why red captures our attention. And it's not only attention, there are actual chemical reasons why our eyes see red at the top of the color food chain. If you stare at a shade of red for 30 seconds on a screen or a well-lit environment and then suddenly look away, you'll see that same shape, but as its color wheel opposite of bluish green. Seriously, try it, it's really cool. It works that way because your eyes filled with 250,000 color decoding cones and the 83,000 cones, those one third that are used to decode red, become fatigued and overstimulated over those 30 seconds when you focus on a red shape. Scientists have noticed that the afterimages of that bluish green are caused by a depletion of certain chemicals in the rods and cones of your eye, which are sensory cells and not muscles. Consequently, the opposing cones kick into action to repair your eye from seeing the color red. So the color red has power, power beyond the rest. Power equals might and might defines greatness. Therefore, the best color is red. So from stoplights to rainbows, colors are all around us. Do you have a favorite color? And is that color the best? Did any of these arguments change your mind at all? Were you persuaded and why? If you were, hopefully you understand a little bit more about yourself. The Storycast will be back in two weeks with more eclectic stories wrapped in an intriguing theme. Oh, and in case you're curious, I like blue the best. And black is cool too.